Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we help small businesses become big businesses. As always, you can join the conversation by calling in with your questions at 805-285-9865. Or you can share your thoughts on Twitter. Be sure to use the hashtag MTFW. Now, let's get the conversation started. Good morning, everybody. This is Lorraine, and welcome to another week of small business and social media conversations. As always, we've got an active Twitter feed going, so you can reach out to Tamara. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning. She is watching the hashtag pound MTFW and would love to chat with you. I am really excited about our guest today. Um, Pamela Riley is joining us. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning, Lorraine. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, we're really excited. I think um, both from the perspective of sort of talking about social media and um, using it for kind of maybe a very different purpose, but also I think um, this time of year is good for uh, engaging in a little bit of conversation on healthy living. And, And let me go ahead and read a little bit of the bio so people know who you are and then Have you talked about some of the things you're working on now? Um, Pamela is a naturopathic physician. She's got more than 25 years um, in the field of natural medicine. I would never have thought you'd had enough. Not because I didn't think you knew your stuff. I just didn't think you were old enough. (laughs) Well, thank you. I must be doing something right. See, all that healthy living is working for you. Um, Pamela has a passion for helping others reverse illness and improve vitality by addressing the cause of of challenges instead of merely patching the symptoms. And she's got just so many different degrees. She's got over 12 different degrees in certification, um, and she combines her knowledge of mainstream medicine and and her passion for using natural techniques to allow the body to heal. And... um, you know, I have to uh, admit, you know, my husband was having some health issues, and I've really enjoyed sort of looking at a lot of the things that um, that you've shared through social media, and really, that was how we got connected um, initially. Why don't you talk a little bit about, um, sort of, a little more about your background, and then also why you gravitated to social media to begin with? Okay. Um, Well, I actually became a naturopathic physician because of my own health challenges. Um, And I had a lot of wonderful doctors, but none of them could identify what was causing my issues. So I began doing my own research, and that was able to regain wellness and achieve a level of vitality I'd never had before. So, So after that, I just... You know, I I love to learn, so I started getting certifications. I pursued a doctorate, and here I am. And, and then so, my oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say because you know, and and um, uh, really, until I read your bio, I mean, I, I I know that you know your stuff. I just didn't realize how much training and background you had. You know, that brought you to this place because. When you share content in social media, it's always informative but conversational. It, does, it doesn't sound like a, what I would think a stuffy medical practitioner would sound like. 
Well, and I do that on purpose. My Actually, my whole reason for getting involved in social media was to educate people. Um, I really wasn't thinking about growing my practice or uh, establishing a brand or gaining notoriety. I honestly just wanted to teach people. And everything else came as a result of that. So I am very conversational because I don't, you know, I don't find anything else is very well received. Absolutely. So, Pamela, as you've started um, using social media to educate and to inform, what was maybe one of the most surprising things that you learned along the way? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, a lot of things. I was, uh, for one thing, in the beginning I was shocked at how many people had such a passion for natural healing but but always thought they didn't have an access to learn about it. So, again, it became just a great tool to educate people and to direct them to new sources. And then just how wonderfully friendly and engaging everybody is. Some of my best friends today were formed on social media. You know, I think that um, for many of us who um, are not in our 20s, um, I I think that does come as a surprise to us at, at how easy it is to begin these conversations with social media and then extend them elsewhere. Uh, you know, and we, I think we, those of us that are active now take it for granted, but it, it was surprising at the beginning. Oh, no doubt. And I, I mean, I'm a big, I always try and encourage people to take it personally, um, you know, to get offline and actually meet face-to-face. Um, yes, it it, uh, it I, I think it, it helps both of them. Uh, both it, it improves the um, uh, online interactions and it just improves the quality overall. You know, by having that kind of face to face and then um, online. As you're um, kind of talking about health and wellness, um, were you surprised by the kind of questions you got, or you know, what were some of the more interesting reactions that you had to some of the things that um, you were sharing? I, In all honesty, I mean, I've already shared, I was so thrilled at how excited people were to receive the information. I think what came as a true shock to me was how much anger a lot of what I share brings out in other people. Um, and I, you know, when you challenge the foundation that people have built uh, their entire belief system on, it tends to bring out a lot of anger and bitterness. So learning to navigate through that gracefully and with humor and without adding further offense has really been a learning a learning experience and a personal stretch for me. So, so that whole idea that, um, you know, especially in, in a field like the one that you're in now where you're talking about health and wellness and people have long-held beliefs, um, 
when you're challenging them, I think you're right. I, I have seen, not just, you know, towards you, but just in general, I think people are maybe more comfortable expressing that anger than they would be in other platforms. Oh, there is no doubt about that. Uh, my husband and I often joke that social media is the ideal venue for um, passive-aggressive. Um <laughs> You know, people will say things on social media that they would never say face-to-face. And so you just have to recognize that and you just have to love people through it and do everything you can to never take anything personally. Absolutely. And um, I'm going to just jump in real quick here for a moment. For those of you that um, are on Twitter and would like to get a sense of what of the type of content that Pamela shares, Check out her um, Twitter stream at Indie Healer. Um, there's always a mixture, I think, of uh, quick tips and some, some long stories about, you know, both personal journeys and journeys of some of your clients that I've really enjoyed reading. Oh, thank you so much. I, I love Twitter. I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm going to tell you a personal story. My husband has had an issue um uh he's dealt with he has dealt with some autoimmune issues and one of the things that was just this quick little tip that um you put up about soaking your fingers if you've got kind of fungus on your fingers um in peroxide none of his doctors none of his doctors ever mentioned it and his hands look totally different now thank you very much oh you're so welcome i'm so glad it helped and, but it's 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 that kind of I, I think that kind of quick tip that I think Twitter lends itself to, don't you? Oh, definitely. And you know, I think a lot of people avoid getting engaged on Twitter because they think you can't that 140 characters is not enough to share anything of value. And if you word it well, you'd be amazed how much you can pack into 140 characters. Absolutely. Um, when you're kind of approaching social media from, from the business perspective, um, do you kind of have some maybe calendars or standard planning routines? Or are there things that you try to share regularly? How do you approach social media as an information tool? You know, what kind of planning do you do on the back end? I tend to – I try to pick – a basic topic each month, and then I plan my my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed, my blogs around that topic. But my editorial calendar is incredibly flexible. You know, if something comes up in the media or if someone asks a great question that I think deserves further attention, I just bump everything else back on my calendar and focus on those items. You know, that that I think though is is the benefit of planning ahead is you kind of have what you know you want to talk about, but then if something comes along you have the flexibility to kind of slide it one way or the other. Exactly. And another thing I do is, you know, I love to be organized. I love to have everything planned out. But sometimes I just get bored with that. So about once a month, I'll just throw up 
um, a tweet and a Facebook post that will say, what do you want me to talk about today? What blog post do you want to see? And I get the greatest feedback on that, and they're not always topics I can I can do in one day. But, you know, I add all of those to my calendar, and I respond personally and, and say, that is a great topic. I can't do it this week, but look for it in March or whatever. And so not only do I get free content ideas, but I really get to engage more with everyone that's that's following me. You know, and that's really a um, a great approach because you know that now you're writing about things people are interested in. Exactly. So on a kind of slightly different topic, um, I heard that you are um, going to speak um, at an international medical conference. Tell me a little bit about how that came about and what you're going to be talking about. Oh, yeah, I am incredibly excited about this. And in all honesty, I have no idea how it came about, except that (laughs) it's obviously a result of my social media effort. Uh, A couple months back, I received an invitation to submit a proposal for an international immunology conference in China. And I responded, and I made it through the first round. Um, so I'm on the speaker's list. The, the conference is in October. And I have, never, I have never been to China, so this is a huge invitation for me. And just the scope, especially for a naturopathic physician, of being invited to speak at a mainstream international medical uh, symposium is huge. Oh, so I'm. Oh, go ahead. That that's awesome. That is, I mean, it's so cool. And also, I would imagine as a naturopathic healer, um, there's a lot. I mean, in China, there's a lot of history for that type of medicine. Oh, very true. Very true. And this, what I love about this particular. Uh, this particular conference is they have an entire module dedicated to nutrition related to autoimmune disorders, which is not a really common focus in mainstream medicine. So I was very excited to receive this invitation. Okay, so when is the conference? It is October 13th through the 15th. Have you already started planning out your pre, during, and post social media strategy? Oh, my gosh. You know, I've been so excited and so focused on getting the final proposal together that I haven't really thought about that. Thank you. Um, in the, I'm, well, I'm focusing on the final propo- proposal because they use those to determine whose travel fees they pay. So I really need to, yeah, I need to focus on this. Absolutely. Well, once you have all that nailed down, now one of the things I think that is going to be interesting is um, I believe Facebook is banned in China. I don't think you can access it directly. Oh, wow. that That's interesting. I'd heard that. I hadn't really thought about it. That, so, you, so you might be emailing your updates to someone to put them up for you. That's right. 
Wow, that's a great suggestion. Thank you. Well, well, we are going to definitely have to. Um, uh, we'll watch you, and 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 we want to hear updates as, as you get closer because I think um, I think it's really cool. Oh, thank and, you so much. Um, so you know, as, as people are kind of finding you and and um, uh, bumping into you, what do you think people are most surprised uh, to learn about your business? You know. Uh, as they start to get to know you? Well, I think a lot of people are shocked, as you said, at how much training I have. And obviously that's my fault. I need to perhaps focus on that more. People are often also very surprised that I'm, I completely integrate pharmaceutical and mainstream medicine with natural techniques. There's a place for both, and they can very easily be combined. So it's not, it, it really isn't an either-or. It, it's, it's this kind of balance and blending, which right. in a lot of ways is very much like um, social media and traditional marketing. It's not a matter of one or the other. It's finding a way to have them work together. Exactly, and finding the best fit from each world for each person. So how long have you um, had your Twitter account? You know, and I was you're... thinking about I was thinking about that earlier today, and I have been on Twitter almost since it launched. I mean, the really wow. early days. And my my first account, Twitter had one of those issues where they deleted a bunch of accounts oh. accidentally. Mine was one of those accounts, so oh I had gosh. to start start fresh. Oh wow! So, um, how has how has Twitter changed, and how has what you what you do on Twitter how has it changed over the years? Oh wow! Uh, you know, we've uh, there have been so many discussions around this, informal discussions, face to face. You know, I think in the early days it was much more social, and there's it's still very social, but nowadays it seems like people are much more focused. There's not as much casual chit-chat. Everybody has a purpose and a plan, and they're there for a reason. So, and I mean, I will confess, I used to... You know, everything I did was based on conversations I was having on Twitter. And now I have an editorial calendar. I use tools for my content. So I'm, I'm really evaluating my approach, and I'm not happy that I'm not as social as I used to be. So that's one thing I'm trying to work on. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I think I go through phases where I'm very active Socially on Twitter, in phases where I'm very organized from a business perspective, and um, I think that's maybe a natural rhythm. You know, you you kind of other things take your attention, and then you come back, and and this sort of you know brings you back type of thing. Um, as you look back on all the time that you spent on social media. Are there one or two experiences, one or two interactions that really stand out that you know would never have happened if it hadn't been for 
social media where you were sharing certain information or just making a connection um, that you just couldn't have done any other way? Oh, gosh. Well, one that really stands out is I threw a tweet out, and it wasn't one that I really put it was just one of those, gosh, people should know about this. And it was related to the, the hormonal effects of soy. And I happened to mention fertility in it. And a lady tweeted me three months later, and she said, I've been trying to get pregnant for two years. I followed your advice, and I'm pregnant. Oh, um, my goodness. How cool. Yeah. Yeah, and you really don't expect, I mean, I certainly never expected to be used that way. And I, I think people may doubt the power of Twitter for both the positive and the negative, but it's there. It, and, and, you know, I think one of the things that um, there was a Forrester study a few years ago, and the number of people that consume media versus the number that create. Um, there's a lot of people that never really say anything but simply stalk you on on Twitter and just follow updates and, and look at what you're sharing and doing. And um, so you don't always know the kind of the impact that you're having when you share that information. That's, that's very great true. Point. Yeah, both from a personal and a business perspective. I mean, at a recent class I held, I had five attendees who don't follow me on Twitter, they don't follow me on Facebook, or they didn't at the time, and they heard about my class because two different organizations included information from my Twitter feeds in their newsletter. Wow! Well, but they didn't let me know. So my encouragement (laughs) is, you know, if you're going to promote somebody, let them know because I was not given the opportunity until after the fact to promote them. So yeah. Yeah, it's funny, you, you never know whom you're impacting or, or how your information will be shared. It, that's a really good point. I had uh, somebody call me and he said, I read your article in insert name of publication, I, I, and I didn't write an article for that publication. And so, I I mean, I had to hunt it down, and it turned out that I responded to a question on LinkedIn in their answer section, which is now going away. It was a little two-paragraph answer. And when the final article came out, all of these people were quoted and interviewed, and they all had these great big long responses that they had written, and here was my little two-paragraph response that this guy read and liked well enough that he picked up the telephone and called me, and I think he's going to become a customer. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, and so I think it's very much, um, you know, and especially I think it's easy to forget sometimes, but you're always on when you're on these social platforms, because you never know who's going to be reading or who's going to see it, and you know, take the comment and run with it. That is very true. And that, you know, that has a very positive side, and that can also have a negative side. I mean, I I purposely have a personal account so that if I'm having a day where I need to vent, 
I can do it there. I'm still much more careful about it than I used to be, but I have completely different audiences on both accounts. So, I, I you know, I do too, and this is uh, about 18 months ago. I split so that Roundpeg could be the company voice, and I stopped making dinner plans with my husband as Roundpeg. And uh, I created my own personal account, and I, I do still edit. I... Um, there are things I will not say on social media. I, I, it just um, It's one thing if I'm in a room with you face-to-face, but th- there are boundaries. Um, I cannot believe that we have buzzed through 25 minutes. Um, and before we wrap up, I want to make sure people know how to find you. Um, if you'd like to... Follow um, Pamela again on Twitter. She is Indie Healer, but she also has a website, goodworkwellness.com, and there's a blog on that site. And you can find her on Facebook at facebook.com slash goodworkwellness. Pamela, last thought um, about using social media for um for a business like yours that is mostly information-driven, if somebody else was thinking about using it this way, what tips would you have for them? I would say, first of all, research the liability issues because in any medical field there are huge liability issues, and they change a little bit based on what your what your credentials are. So go into it with a clear social media plan and fully recognizing what types of questions you will answer and how you will handle it if you cannot answer it. And then I would say have fun with it because there are a lot of medical Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts that are so serious um, and, and almost at, to a negative degree. So keep it fun, keep it informational, and as always, keep it social. You know, you have to create windows of opportunity for people to engage with you because that's the only way to really create a relationship that could grow into something else. Absolutely. And that is really good. That is really good advice, both um, from uh, looking at the liability and, and uh, really thinking about the fact that in, in some fields, um, there are more regulations than in others. I, I always say that nobody dies from bad marketing. Um, that's not necessarily the, the case when you get into healthcare. So um, making sure that um, you know what you can and can't say is really important. Um, Pamela, this has been awesome. We really enjoyed having you this morning. Um, thank you so much. Oh gosh, thank you. I had a great time. It was. Fantastic to be here. Thanks so much. Awesome. If you have enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to learn more about marketing and social media, make uh, more than a few words a regular part of your weekly routine. Next week, our guest is Joel Russell, and he is going to be talking about integrating um community responsibility into your business overall. His company, Imagine, has has made wonderful 
contributions to the business community. And as always, if you'd like to learn more about marketing, networking, and social media, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.